Hear that. It is it is now doing its thing. Are, uh, are you excited? Are you excited about this? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm ready. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Let's do this. <laughs> Get hype. Yeah. Hype. The hype train is real. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that is in the internet that is listening to this, this is the first ever podcast version of my LGBTQ LMNOP. Um, <laughs> if if you are like if you identify by the alphabet, yeah. this podcast is for you. Exactly, exactly. If you play games <laughs> and you identify with any letter of the alphabet, this this podcast is for you. Um, Welcome to Joystick Jockeys. This is um, this brainchild thing that I've wanted to do for a really long time. We did it as videos for a, a solid two years, and then we all kind of like broke off and did started doing our own things, and we all had our own lives and all that stuff. But uh, I've been, it's been stewing in my mind for like the past ever since I, I had to disband the group. Like I've been like wanting to go back to this and bring this back in some sort of form and I felt like doing a podcast is, is like super low maintenance but is incredibly effective and is what people listen to the most because they can listen to it anywhere they don't have to watch it on their computer or their phone or whatever they can just put on a podcast and be doing anything and, and get the same the same content that we were doing but just with audio so I'm really excited to be doing this and I'm even more excited to be doing this with you Ruben so I'm I'm glad that you like jumped at the opportunity to do this. So, oh yeah, for sure. I love I love talking and, and uh, making people listen to my voice. Exactly. <laughs> Very self indulgent. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so yes, people listen to me and my voice on the internet as I talk my, about things. <laughs> my opinions are important. Yes. Listen to them. Listen to everything that I have to say. <laughs> but um, yeah. So basically, the idea of joystick jockeys is just a bunch of LGBTQ people talking about games. And from a queer perspective, um, I myself am a raging homosexual, and Ruben, you are bisexual. So it's like we have. Whoa, whoa, you right? just outed me, DJ. Oops. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Everyone who needs to know knows. So. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, that ma- as, long as that's okay, I don't want to put you on blast. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I put myself on blast all the time. <laughs> so it's cool. <laughs> Perfect. So, I mean, I I felt like that um, since you and I have uh, crossed paths, um, we've always had this kind of, like, fun dynamic with one another. And then when we were doing the Splatoon uh, test fire, we, we Skyped for, like, a solid two hours. And it was just two hours of, like, hilariousness. And I'm like, we should run with this. Yeah, it was and, fun. I had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And um, I actually... Um, met you through Facebook because mm-hmm. I'm friends with our mutual friend Jesse yeah. and she had and she, it's, it's it's funny um she was commenting on a picture of you that was of you like in a bathtub like, like it says <laughs> like you in a bathtub like with like bubbles covering every all all of your all the important bits all the and, good stuff <laughs> And I think you like have like a glass of wine or something. And I'm like, who is this man? And why am I not friends with him? <laughs> and she's like, well, that's Ruben. He's really funny. He lived in Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know how I did not meet him if he was friends with all the friends that I went to SCAD with. So I'm like, this is weird how we never really crossed paths. So mm-hmm. that's how we kind of like started our friendship and, and everything. And it's, uh, and it's been uh, 
wonderful ever since, I would say. Yeah, it's just been like a, a mutual love of, uh, of video games and yeah. also being like the minority of minorities uh, yeah, as we're exactly. both like, you know, we're both uh, ethnic peoples yeah. um, and both sexually alternative. So it's um, yeah. we tend to find some some interesting, I think, uh, some things that we see, especially in the gaming industry, we kind of come at come out from the same uh, perspective. Though I'm sure there's stuff that we disagree on, too. So it'll be interesting to find those things as we talk about different topics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I think that's that's what makes for for like interesting podcasts and mm-hmm. all that good stuff and uh, yeah i think it's i think it's really fun i'm excited to be doing this with you um and i'm hoping that everyone that is on the internet that's listening to both of our voices is excited about this too <laughs> so it should be it should be good but um mm-hmm. so i guess to kind of give people an idea of our of our interests and all of that stuff like what are some of your favorite games i'll i'll let you go cuz i feel like i can i can just talk forever so i'll let you go first and, oh man uh, i think yeah yeah um geez i'm trying to think of what i've even been into so like uh truth is like that's almost like two categories like i yeah. grew up um like Mega Man is probably one of my favorite like video game characters of all time um yeah. i grew up on a lot of like you know uh difficult 2d games um metroid is one of my favorite series of all mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. which is why like uh every time nintendo announces a not metroid game like <laughs> i'm happy for a new nintendo game but i'm so angry there's not another metroid game yeah um uh and like you know just a lot of the nintendo like first party classics that everyone loves yeah. um but i do i think i tend towards uh, the difference i think in what we we play a lot i do tend tend towards like kind of bro-y fps games mm-hmm. um Though I still like play like really like super hyper anime JRPG stuff because I'm a total trashy anime fan. Yep. Um, like a hundred percent. Like I just I just actually I just posted about it. I just like finished Naruto the comic today. Yeah. So like seven hundred. So much of my life, seven hundred chapters. Right. Oh yeah. I'm reading that. Definitely. But it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. So good. Um. But yeah. Like so. Like uh, right now, especially right now. Um. I, I played. I've played a lot of Destiny lately, <laughs> just like too much <laughs> Destiny, um, like way too much Destiny. Uh, it's really, it's it's good if you play with friends, but man, too much Destiny. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a big, I play sports games sometimes, um, not all the time, um, but I don't play, I know like one of your big things, and I'll kind of segue into yours, I guess, here, is like fighting games, which I honestly, I like them, but I never play fighting games. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but like ever since I was a kid and Someone put Street Fighter 2 in front of me, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want to be the blue lady that kicks things. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I think, like, identify. I don't know why. I, I, I guess I wouldn't say that I identified with Chun-Li, but I just, like, was drawn to her and was like, oh, she's so cool. And she's, like, she kicks, and she's, like, strong, and she beats up people. I'm like, that's amazing. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess when I was, like, really young, I would, like, play these games, and I was always I was I've always been competitive I've always been competitive by nature um I think I get that from both my mom and my dad who are both um, equally competitive people um so they're always doing something and wanting to do something and be great at something so it was like I guess it kind of trickled down to me but then when my mom put a Nintendo in front of me and then um my life has ever been changed and I still blame her to this day for my obsession with everything video games related so <laughs> whenever whenever she's like oh what did you what did you buy this week? I'm like, oh, I bought, I just bought a couple of video games. She's like, how many games do you have? And I'm like, this is your fault. Like, you can't be mad. <laughs> like, you, you can't be mad at me for this. You did this. So, but um, yeah, I've just been really competitive by nature, and like, I've played like racing games like Mario Kart, which, you know, that's inherently competitive to some degree. 
and then it's fighting. The most yeah, it's, it's the most competitive. <laughs> Nothing makes you curse more than Mario Kart. Yeah. Like I've never gaming rage has never taken a, like a harder grip to me than Mario Kart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, I've just been playing fighting games ever since like I can honestly remember. And I guess kind of what really outside of like Street Fighter and like Battle Arena to Shinden and like Killer Instinct and all that stuff, like Street Fighter is what really stuck with me. But then when Smash Brothers came out, that's what has stuck with me from like the rest of my life there forward. So like I remember getting the Nintendo Power magazine with um like the the big like eight to ten page like thing about Smash sixty four and I was like <gasps> Pikachu can fight Mario in the same <laughs> game. Oh my god. Like I was like freaking out like in homeroom in fifth grade, like just totally like geeking out about this and I remember, like, the day that the game came out, like, I ran home from school, and, like, I ran into the house, and, like, I, like, grabbed the phone and, like, called EB Games and was like, do you guys have Smash Brothers? And my dad's, like, hang up the phone, and I'm like, but, but, but the thing that I want, and he's like, hang up the phone, I'm like, oh, okay, and then, like, after I hung up the phone, he, like, shows me, like, the box in the game, because he went and got it for me, and I'm like, oh, man. Daddy! So, like I started crying and everything, and then I ran upstairs <laughs> and like played Smash Brothers like for forever after mm-hmm. that. After that point, yeah, and yeah. So like I I played a lot of fighting games growing up, but I play a lot of anime bullshit games too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I've I've oh god, I played so many anime fighters. I've imported I imported that awful, 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 awful Sailor Moon fighting game for the Sega Saturn. It's oh, no. so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, like I've played, I've played that. I've played like pretty much almost every fighting game that you could possibly think of. I've played, but like specific ones being Smash Brothers and Street Fighter. And then as I got older, I started getting more into Tekken. Has been like mm-hmm. a staple in my life. And then casually, lots of Soul Calibur. So I've definitely played a lot of that stuff. But um, I'm real big into JRPGs. Um, like anytime like Atlas releases anything that is Persona or Shin Megami Tensei related, like. Like my like weeboo boner just like gets and like gets like immensely larger because I'm like <laughs> I gotta have it, I gotta have all that stuff. Um, and of course I'm like I know that we're both like fiending for Persona Five whenever that decides it wants to come out. Man, it looks really really good. It looks um, so I need good. To, I need to finish four. Like I enjoyed what I played it for, yeah. um, but I feel like the the biggest issue I have with every Persona game is that like. Two to three hours where you do nothing for the first, like beginning of the game. Oh yeah, where you, you're yeah. just like you're just talking, and it's cool. Like it's it pays off to like a mm-hmm. great game. Yeah. Um, but I'm always like, uh, I have that problem with Zelda games sometimes. I'm not a yeah. fan of tutorial uh, areas and games. Basically, like yeah. if you if your first hour is like me being heavily gated, yeah. um, uh, that's what like Final Fantasy 13 I had such a hard time with because I was like, I don't get to cast magic for like till like hour five. What's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> Summons yeah. don't happen till hour ten. Uh, yeah. The uh, the unfortunate thing about that game is that the first, I believe, 20 hours of that game is a tutorial. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like, once you get to Pulse, then it's like, oh, you can do whatever you want now. You can do all the things. It's like, well, why did it take this long for me to, to get there? But that's like a whole separate show that we could do. About, no, for sure. About, <laughs> specifically about Final Fantasy XIII. We could just talk. I could talk ad nauseum about that, about that, <laughs> about that trilogy. So we could definitely save the, the Final Fantasy XIII talk for another day. <laughs> It's funny, like, as far as fighting games, I think um, I played them a lot more when I was younger. Like, yeah. I played Tekken 3 a lot. Like, yeah. a lot of Tekken 3, a lot of Soul Calibur. Uh, Dreamcast is probably where I played the most fighting games, though. Right. Like, I was playing Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I played a lot 
um, Techromancer. I played yes. a lot of Techromancer, and it's not even that good of a fighting game. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun, though. I love Techromancer. Honestly, like, a game that I haven't seen in a long time, because, like, fighting games, you know, they go on forever as yeah. far as, like, there's so many sequels all the time. Um, but I, I really, really want a Bloody Roar sequel really bad. Like, I loved Bloody Roar. Yeah, I'm, I really enjoyed those games, too. Like, me and my roommate from, um, from college, who is also my roommate now, mm-hmm. um, we played so much of the Bloody Roar game on GameCube. We played that game so much. And it was funny because that was the one Bloody Roar game where there wasn't blood. So yeah. it was just like, I, I called that game Upset Animals. So <laughs> <laughs> it's because it was like, where's the blood? Where's the blood? It, it made me you're, really uh, sad. You're like upset meter. You're yeah. like, uh, I have to feel like I'm getting getting real upset. I'm, I'm getting real angry. And I'm, gonna turn into, the, I'm about to turn <laughs> into an animal. I'm real mad. About to be the last straw. Yep. I'm going to turn to this cute bunny in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna get real. Yeah. And that's when they also changed. <laughs> speaking of Alice, they changed her design to be like a more like kind of like chubbier bunny. But like as opposed to like mm-hmm. the, the sexy bunny. That she was like in all the previous Bloody War games, so it was like, yeah, it's like what's what's happening with this IP, and then I and then there was one more Bloody War game. It was five that was mm-hmm. on PS two, mm-hmm. which had a girl in it that looked like Witchblade, that was really <laughs> weird. So she was just like, you know, that like that like anime archetype of the girl that's like, I'm evil, get away from me. Don't and like wearing me. strings, basically. Yeah, yeah, and wearing yeah, like yeah. her and like all of her boobies are hanging out, and she's wearing like the tiniest skirt. It was <laughs> all of her boobies. Yeah, all, it, of- <laughs> all all of them just everywhere, and <laughs> she would transform into like an even more scantily clad version of herself. Mm-hmm. And she basically looked like like, a re- like Witchblade, like the anime version of Witchblade. And so she didn't turn into an animal. No, she just turned into like a sexy version with herself with like a sword hand. See, that defeats the purpose of Bloody Roar. Exactly. You got to be an animal. You have to be an animal. And it was like, oh, she's a chimera. It's like, well, well, she's not really a chimera. She's just Witchblade. Yeah, that's all it is. She's that's just, all that it she's is. Just, just boobies all around. Yeah, just boobies. She just turns into a, <laughs> she just turns into a giant set of boobies. That's just what. like a, a sentient boob. Yeah. <laughs> is what you're like. That's that's my magical girl transformation. I'm just gonna turn into a sentient titty. Yeah, just one. Just, just one. <laughs> all powerful. Yes, the most powerful titty on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. game would sell. People would buy it. That's people, the thing. People. Yeah, people would buy that game. I would. I. There is a niche for it. I mean, Hatchful Boyfriend, which is amazing, but it's like a dating sim about pigeons. If people are writing a dating, a dating sim about pigeons, I think that a, a, <laughs> a magical girl game to where you turn into a giant, all-powerful magical breast would be would sell. There's a market for that. I just, I just love the idea. There's like, there's this market of people being like, man, I like dating games, but I really want to fuck a bird. Like that's. <laughs> Like I like dating games, but and like specifically pigeons. Like right. I'm not not just any bird, but like the trash birds of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. hey, like I can't. So I, I played a little bit of um, Hot the Full Boyfriend, and I don't like. Are you a human or are you a pigeon? I, like I, as your player character. I, I don't know. I think I, I, wa- I, I want know. to assume that it's pigeon on pigeon action, and not like human on pigeon. I want to assume that. You but, want to. Because the world should be a happy place. But. <laughs> I want to assume that, but I oh man, I I'm gonna have to go and look at the wiki at the wiki article about Hot the Full Boyfriend and see or if there if there's or if there's at least like a media kit 
about that's a full <laughs> boyfriend that I can read. Some, some sort of press release that yes. like, very clearly states, like, you're a boy or a girl at this school. Uh, you know, if you listen to the podcast and you're like, these guys don't know shit about games, correct us about how to full boyfriend. Yeah, please, yeah, please <laughs> email do. Email <laughs> us. Tell us what about that. Yeah, and email, I'll respect you. Yes, please email us at thejoystickjockeys at gmail.com. <laughs> please email us. <laughs> Correct us about how to full boyfriend. Yeah, yes, please. Please correct us about how to full boyfriend. I would love nothing more than like really, really like diehard upset how to full boyfriend fans correcting us about yes. the nuances of the game. I, I hope I get it. I hope we get an angry tweet that's like, these guys don't know <laughs> shit about how to, how to full boyfriend. Don't listen to their shitty podcast. These fake gamer guys. These don't fake, shit. They don't know anything. Frauds. All of them. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, we got on the subject of fighting games and then it turned into how to full boyfriend. Which is the, the opposite. Of the opposite, which is the complete See, but opposite. what you do is you get you get the people that made that game, and you convince them to let someone take the IP, and then you have all the pigeons in a fighting game. Yes. And it's a Hattable from Fighter. And I think that would be beautiful. I mean, that's essentially what happened with Persona 4. It was a game, and then the game <laughs> became in a fighting game, and then the fighting game has spawned the, um, two, game. Uh, two versions of the anime. Like, there's the original Persona 4 animation, and then there's... Persona 4 Golden, the animation, and then we have Persona 4 yeah. Dancing All Night, which the soundtrack to that is amazing, and that's actually what we're what I'm using as some, as our intro music for now yes. until I until I develop the musical skills to to make our own unique unique um, intro and outro. But I'm gonna use Persona 4 Dancing All Night music because those remixes are incredible. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think if Hatful Boyfriend can expand into a fighting game, it could also become an anime. <laughs> That would be that my dream. I would I would watch I I would definitely um continue to subscribe to Crunchyroll and uh explicitly watch the Hot Tuffle Boyfriend anime version. Yo Crunchyroll if you're listening email us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Let us let us know if Hot Tuffle Boyfriend the anime is coming cuz I I I need I need to know. I mean and if, <laughs> and if you need if you need voice actors like Ruben you do, you do want to do voiceover work so you could be a pigeon on Hot Tuffle Boyfriend the animation. I actually tweeted when uh, when I found out that Devolver Digital was going to be publishing it stateside. I actually tweeted at them and was like, "Yo, in case you guys are looking for voice actors for your pigeons, if you want to add voices to it, <laughs> I would more than gladly be a sexy bird. <laughs> like, I will, I will, I will seduce a human or another pigeon. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine that being like that's that's your jump off point. It's like I my voice, first, your first, your first big. big. My breakthrough moment. <laughs> it's like ruffle my ruffle my tail feathers. Get in there. <laughs> Just real sexy. Yes. <laughs> you want to split this discarded hot dog with me? Yes. Get real cindere about it. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, oh god. Yeah, and we can do a whole show about about anime um, anime character archetypes. I'd love to talk about cindere and all that. Oh man, that we guys see. This is what you're gonna. This is what you're getting yourself into. Like this is what you're going to get. With us. It's, it's one giant rabbit hole. It's, it's going to be real. It's just, it's, a ra- it's just a rabbit hole of trash. And, <laughs> and we're never going to come out of the hole ever again. Um, so video games. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this video game podcast. This video game podcast about, about anime <laughs> trash and pigeons. Um, yeah, so beyond fighting games and like lots of JRPGs, um, I occasionally play like I'm. I'm trying to expand my horizons mm-hmm. and play more, um, more uh, Western games. So like 
I played Destiny, and I thought that Destiny was really fun, but I never had a consistent group of people to play with. So, and you you have to for that game to work. Yeah, and yeah. you also it's it's uh, it's one of those games which is funny because I just complained about other games doing this, but Destiny doesn't really open up to you hit level twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, because and that's like really after all the main story stuff. Once yeah. you have access to the raids, mm-hmm. uh, like the kind of the basically like the big interesting dungeons in the game, yeah. uh, that game isn't that amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you do, man, it has some of some of my like most fulfilling like fun gaming moments have definitely been playing that game. Um, if you have a crew of friends to play with, it's it's yeah. really fun. Yeah, and like and I feel like a lot of people and a lot of my a lot of our mutual friends um, have that sim- similar issue when it comes to MMOs as well. It's like I have a bunch of friends now that all of a sudden are playing Final Fantasy fourteen and then I was playing it for like at least a solid three months mm-hmm. and I'm like I was playing with like one or two people and then I'm like, well, Smash Brothers happened, so then I stopped playing it. <laughs> and and I'm like, where were you guys before? Like and that's the thing too, because like everybody's on different servers and and it costs money to like switch servers to play with them. So like by the time like you like spend money to like port your character to like another server like that person is like no longer playing the game and, and i think yeah and that was the appeal for me for destiny was like i'm i'm i think i'm i don't know i feel like i'm too busy for an mmo yeah um and i would be terrified of what it would do to my life because like I, I even saw i mean i have 250 plus hours in destiny which is like too much time for sure <laughs> like that's a lot, a lot of my life gone yeah um but that is that is such a small uh like investment compared to most MMOs. Um, And it's not, you know, you just pay for Xbox Live or PlayStation Plus. Um, You're not having to do a monthly fee. So, you know, if I haven't really played much at all this month, um, Mm -hmm. because I've I've gotten most of the new content from the new... um, the new DLC. Yeah. So it's it's not like I feel like, oh, man, I got to play to get my money's worth. Uh, So it, it definitely has, I think... It's it's like light MMO for babies that play FPSs is like what it's really good for. Which yeah. is like that's me. That's me. <laughs> yeah, like I really like that format. I think that what they all of the mechanics that they nailed down, they've nailed down really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. and I think like just like the the online experience of being able to kind of like jump in and out of games with people and then when you make a fire team, I think that's that's what they're called, right? They're called fire yeah, teams. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you make a fire team with people, like it's just so easy to just like hop in and play together. So like all those mechanics that they've that they've nailed down was great, and then the fact that the barrier to entry is so low, it's not like mm-hmm. oh you have to pay for PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live plus a monthly fee from us. I think that really that that's a lot more appealing to a lot more people. So I definitely see why a lot of people play that game and why like it's really interesting to a lot of people because I mean it's like it's almost no harm no foul because you're already paying for PlayStation Plus or whatever. Yeah, so, completely. like the barrier to entry is really, really low, and I think that's a really good model. And that's kind of what I dislike about Final Fantasy XIV is that I'm already paying for PlayStation Plus, and mm-hmm. then I have to pay fourteen ninety nine for the monthly the monthly fee for the game. But at the same time, I don't I don't have a problem paying that fee because they are constantly putting content into that game, and that game is really, really high quality. If you're gonna play an MMO, like that would be the one I would recommend people to play. But mm-hmm. I'm also like filthy weeboon anime final fantasy trash so i could be a little bit biased <laughs> no really it's not, not maybe i have a, a lot of bit. friends who've been trying to get me to play it and i want to but that's the thing like if if i could just drop like 
60 bucks on it and like Guild Wars style. Yeah, like if I could drop right. 60 bucks on it and that's it. And, you know, if they if there's like microtransactions for cosmetic stuff, like I don't pay to play sucks and no game yeah. should employ pay to play shit. Yeah. Um, but if there's like they're making their money the same way, like uh, I mean, uh, Steam games like uh, mm-hmm. uh, Team Fortress and a bunch of those like hats, like the whole hat economy and like everything else now. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're making a lot of money on that. Um, so yeah, if Final Fantasy XIV just made me pay like sixty bucks, no monthly fee, but there's cosmetics I could buy, and I'm sure I'd buy some cosmetics because I'd want to look cute. Of course. <laughs> um, like I would, I would hop into it because then there's no, you know, if I if I'm not crazy about it or I don't have a lot of time to play, um, or I can only hop on every so often, then it's it's not a big deal. Right. Um, but if I'm paying fifteen bucks a month, I'm like, fuck, that's like more than my Netflix, which I yeah. use all the time. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just it's just not for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel that. I feel that. Um, I just remember playing Fantasy Star online on the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. like on dial-up for hours. Yeah, that 56k modem the Dreamcast had in the uh, back of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, and rarely ever experiencing any lag. Like, I don't know what it was about like that slow internet and like waiting 15 minutes to like get into the online servers for that game. But once you were on, it was good. I can only imagine. Well, it's like I remember like playing. Um... Man, there's a there's a, like a mecha anime inspired FPS I used to play a lot in high school and middle school called um, Shogo, I think was the name of it. Okay. And it was uh it's you can still find it, I think. And it's it's definitely like a late nineties, early two thousand uh, first person shooter, and it's very, very like Ghost in the Shell anime inspired. Um but it had really, really fun multiplayer. And like that was, you know, that was on a fifty six K modem for sure. And it ran smoothly. But I'm just I'm just assuming what it is is just we're moving so much more data. Yeah. across the pipe now yeah um that it's just sort of scaled up the entire time yeah definitely um god i mean and we still haven't gotten fantasy star online too in the u.s and they've been like sega's been like oh we're gonna we're gonna bring it to the u.s and i've been sitting here waiting for it for like i don't know the past three years i'm like we're never gonna get that game i know a lot of people that have just gone ahead and like set up fake like accounts to use it over here i think there's like yeah. there's like articles on like ways to dupe it um yeah same with like uh there's like i guess china has uh, Medal of Honor, or not Medal of Honor, um, Call of Duty Online. Like, they have a weird, like, online-centric only version of Call of Duty for PC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's free to play, I think, but you have to, like, dupe a Chinese, like, identity number, like, basically a social security number. You have to, like, VPN, because it's all, like, you know, behind, like, the Great Firewall. Oh, um, my gosh. But people are doing it, which is weird. It's interesting. Yeah, that is, yeah. Wow, free to play Call of Duty. And like having to put in like a, a Chinese social security that, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, but the people like hardcore are like I really want to play this. I'm like okay. <laughs> and like, like, I'm, like if you're commit, like I hey more power to you. I'll I'll be over here playing my jump victory versus bullshit anime dumb stuff, <laughs> and you can play Call of Duty online in China. Cool, perfect. It's it's sad how much I'm like I was as I was reading Naruto I was like I'm getting really into the characters and I'm really loving this stupid manga, um, and so I was like I should buy one of the fighting games and I haven't yet because I, I don't think I think there's a PS3 one and there's some on there PC is. but yeah. the PS4 one doesn't come out till fall yeah and I was just like fuck I want it yeah, uh, but <laughs> I gotta wait till fall yeah wait uh, for that man it's gonna be good. I have I have like so many feelings about the end of that series right now. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's a different show. Yeah, different that's a, show. that's a diff- that's a different show. We can we can talk <laughs> about it. We can de- we can definitely talk about it. Um, but yeah, like that the new I played the the new game that's coming out this fall when I was at E3 and it's oh, gonna nice. be, it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks incredible. 
as all of those Naruto ult, Naruto Shikudan Ultimate Ninja Storm games look, they're incredible. They they're they're beautiful. Like Cyber mm-hmm. Cyber Connect Two makes a really really beautiful game, and I, I love them. I love I love anything that they make. Like I want them to make all like anime based fighting games or adventure games or whatever. Like I'm I'm waiting for my Sailor Moon game. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you would even do in said Sailor Moon game. I just want to like twirl and do magical powers and then like maybe plow through a bunch of enemies <laughs> like Des- De- uh, uh, um, dynasty warriors style yeah yeah like i'm i'm so down for like a dynasty warriors uh format sailor moon game like they can it'd be they, fun i would play that i would play the hell out of that uh yeah it, it's um i'm not even a huge dynasty warriors fan but even like putting that different skin on it like the uh, the zelda one yeah they came out with it was was pretty fun yeah like i'm not into that game type really but it was fun because it was zelda stuff yeah, um, and it was that world. I was like, okay, cool. I'll play this for a bit. Yeah, and I think that's the thing with all of the uh, like the, the Sengoku Muso um, style games is that since it's a lot of those original games are rooted in, in like Chinese and Japanese mythology and history and mm-hmm. all that stuff, it doesn't really resonate as much with us because that's not we we don't we don't know these 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 million <laughs> of dynasty warriors. We don't really know them. Yeah, but, but if it was like Abe Lincoln and like the founding forefathers of America, <laughs> like I would I would play that game for sure. I would only play that. Oh my god. If they made like if they made like a Dynasty Warriors America where it was all just like founding fathers. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god. But yeah, but there's no like there's no guns. You gotta take the guns away and just yeah. make it like founding fathers just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, and uh, like through like old Boston and shit. Yeah. <laughs> And then I would want, like, the Barack Obama DLC. Yeah, exactly. I'd want, like, a couple modern president DLCs. Like, yes. I would definitely want an Obama DLC. Or, yes. like, a Hillary DLC. Yeah. she's just, like, fucking bara as hell. She's just yes. jacked and just destroys everything. That would be incredible. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but to that point, um, I think what appeals to people more is that, like, they're doing the, uh, you know, the, the One Piece. They have the One Piece uh, Warriors game. They've got mm-hmm. the... Gundam the, the, one. They've got yeah. the Gundam ones, and now they have the Zelda one, and which I love Hyrule Warriors. I think that's I, I I think that's like the best, the best that a Dynasty Warriors format game has looked and applied like different things to it. Because like Aonuma like had a lot of involvement with that game, so all like the Zelda, all the Zelda ness in that game was coming from like Aonuma himself. So I'm glad that. They oversaw that game for a while and made sure that it was like dripping in Zelda, in Zelda fan um, fandom. It's ah, so good. I like that game a lot. I thought it was funny because like it was a mix of like it had a lot of that, but then a lot of the uh, some of the like costume redesigns were like kind of Dynasty Warriors style trashy, which I kind oh, of yeah. enjoyed. But yeah. I kind of like rolled my eyes at because I was like, oh my god, these like like. I don't think ever Princess Zelda has ever been like super tittied out, but they definitely were like, "Look at these baps," and I was like, "Which is, <laughs> which is fine." I was just like, "This is definitely a Dynasty Warriors game, yeah. like hundred percent." Yeah, and then like <laughs> the one, and then like the characters that they that they made up for that game. I'm like, here's, mm-hmm. the, here's big titty enemy lady over here, and then here's like magical girl with the giant book over here. Who she was cool because she would like like open her book and like send out like giant like. Um, energy books and like push mm-hmm. the people so like that was fun and she would do like a little Sailor Moon pose like after she did her special attack and everything so I'm like I'm here for it I'm but I think like the main the main like bad chick villain had yeah. that like 
Naga looking yeah. <laughs> like get up. Yeah. Um, it was still really fun though. I really yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah, it was definitely. When I saw those designs, I'm like, "Yep, this is a this is a Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> that's that's yep, that's that's what it is." Um, let's see. Um, yeah, we kind of like got through kind of like the main points that I really wanted to to talk today. Kind of letting people get get to know us, how we met, mm-hmm. um, and kind of you know what games we liked and everything. But um, what else? Like, are you playing anything else besides uh, besides Destiny? Really, or is that pretty much it? Um, yeah, I feel like I just finished. So I've been going like back and playing a lot of last gen games on my computer, like through Steam because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went back and I finished uh, uh, Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a huge Metal Gear now. Like I love the series. I have yeah. like the new one pre-ordered already. Yep. Um, even though like I have reserves about it, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I'd already like pre-ordered it because I was like, whatever. Um, yeah. I want that fake arm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just like to stroke my face with. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's like a beautiful, beautiful boss. Um, yeah, uh, Metal Gear Rising, like that game was, that's, that's one of the better like character-driven action titles I've played in a long time. Yeah. Um, like the the counter system in it is, uh, it's a little bit like, it's not clunky. It's really well done. It's just mm-hmm. the learning curve for it's really steep off the get-go. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely is. I, I adore that game. Like Metal Gear Rising was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, and because like it's platinum, which was behind making making the game. So I was like, well, Platinum makes incredible action games. So mm-hmm. that plus Metal Gear only seems like a formula for success. For, like, it only seems like a successful formula, formula for that. So I, I really enjoyed the game. But the barrier to entry is really, 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 really high. If you don't understand like the counter system and the timing on countering, like you're not going to beat the first boss, which is, like, mm-hmm. which is um, Wolf, like the little, your little like, electronic puppy that you have mm-hmm. for like the rest of the game like you have to fight him first before he before he claims you as your master like i cuz i didn't i think i kind of like blazed through the tutorial like i just want to i just want to cut things with my sword and it wasn't <laughs> and i wasn't paying attention to the counter mechanics at first and i'm like why do i keep getting my ass whooped and i'm like oh oh i need to counter stuff yeah, I had the same experience where I was just like, oh, I'm riding, I'm a ninja, I just want to like slice shit up. Mm-hmm. And like, because uh, Bayonetta is, um, Bayonetta is really good as far as, um, I think combat is really deep in it. Yeah. But it's not, it's not so difficult. Like, Bayonetta isn't defense or isn't defense in like counter reliant. Like, yeah. that game rewards being hyper offensive. Yeah. Um, and just having your timing and your combos down. Yeah. Uh, whereas, what I really, really enjoyed about um, about Rising is that it's it's very defense reliant. Like you can't be hyper offensive. Um, it's actually it reminded me in, in some ways of um, the uh, Castlevania, the Lords uh, Lord of the Shadows, Lord Lord of the Fallen, Lords no. of something, Lords Lords of something or other. Yeah, the one it's yeah. it's the one that like Kojima worked on some or, or whatever. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, talking about. I really really like that game and it was funny because everyone was like oh the combat it's a god of war ripoff like combat's the exact same um but combat in that game is similar it relies so heavily on blocking encounters that if you don't learn how to defend a lot and do like lots and lots of defending um and wait for your moments you won't get past like the midway point in that game period you just won't um you have to know you have to like be patient and not a lot of combat games are doing that so i really love that about uh, rising yeah me too me too um and aren't there plans for a second one? They keep saying that. Like, there's there's always rumors about it. But with all the shit going down with Konami and Kojima right now, yeah. like, I don't... Because 
no matter what, Konami owns Metal Gear, which yep. means they own Raiden. So yep. if Kojima wanted to go to Platinum to make a new Ryzen game, they would have to get a green light from Konami. And if their relationship is as toxic as it appears to be in the press, yeah. um, you know, that's Konami's probably not going to want to play ball. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I mean, as it is, we, we know now that, like, uh, you know, Kojima's name's been taken off the official box art for yep. MGS5. Yep. Um, officially. Like, they recently just released, like, the official final box art, and it's been removed. Yeah. Um, so, like, Konami's going to keep making... Metal Gear games, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to be Kojima doing it. Yeah. Or they won't. Like, Konami, the current president of Konami has said that video games are, like, too expensive and take too long to to do. So, like, they're basically just turning into a company that makes, uh, you know, PES, uh, the soccer game that they have. And, uh, and like, uh, in Japan, like, they don't have, you don't see it so much here, but, like, they make casino games a lot. Like, yeah. they make casino and small, like, uh, entertainment games like that. And I just think you're you're seeing I don't know I think we're in the, we're sort of in like the last throes of Konami as a good uh, publisher and developer. Yeah. Oh man, how the mighty have fallen, dude. Capcom, a lot of the Japanese developers have gone this way, and it's really sad. It, it is it is really 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 sad. Um, again, we we can have what's what's great about about this first initial show for us is that we're spawning all of these. Yeah, <laughs> all of these, all of all of these potential next shows. Like we can talk about the fall of Japanese, of like Japanese, really great Japanese developers as one whole show. We could talk about Final Fantasy Thirteen as one whole show. We could talk about Filthy Weibo Anime Trash as one whole episode. Like we, like we have. See, there's content coming, guys. There's mm-hmm. content coming from both of us. We'll have guests on that are also Filthy Weibo Trash or. <laughs> or, or like fanboys about any of these other things that we're talking about. So stuff is coming. It's gonna be good. Wait. DJ, I was thinking, like, I don't think, I think we might have skipped, like, uh, you didn't really, like, tell us about you, right? I don't think oh. we did, like, introductions, like, well, what's, what's your, like, besides games, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, I'm, yeah, sure, I will, I will gladly talk about myself for a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I am, I'm, I'm 29 years of age, and, mm. yeah, vastly, quickly approaching 30, oh my gosh, um, I am, I have a really unhealthy obsession with Amiibos. Oh my god! Yeah, it's really it's really bad. I, I now I now have all of them that have been released. I now have all of them, um, except for I well, I have all of the Smash Brothers ones. That there we go. That's the caveat. Um, I have all of those. Um, I really, 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 really love um, anime, specifically from like pre two thousand and down. Mm-hmm. That's that's like that's kind of like where the golden era for a lot of things, honestly, where it was in that was in that time frame. Um, but, um, yeah, I love like classic anime and manga and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm also a, an illustrator slash aspiring comic book artist. So I draw a lot. I'm selling super smash brothers t-shirts, which have been doing really, really well. And I'm surprised and yeah, get it. Yeah. And, um, Eva, like, well, well, when this show goes live on the internet, um, Eva would have been passed, but all my friends that are currently at Evo right now have been like telling me that they've seen like so many people like wearing my smash shirts in the wild. So that was cool to kind of see like people like that. I have no idea who they are like owning my stuff and wearing it. Mm-hmm. So that's been like a really cool, like, like motivating experience for me. So that's been really, really fun. Um, yeah. Um, currently I live in San Francisco. Well, I don't live in San Francisco. I live out right outside of San Francisco, California. <laughs> you um, can live in San Francisco. Who can yeah, afford that? N- no one, nobody, no one. Can, nobody can afford it. Um, yeah, um, and I, I work for um, I work in games now finally, and then 
kind of do a bunch of game stuff on the side. I do a lot of commentary for Smash Brothers tournaments um, at a local venue called The Foundry here in, here in the Bay Area. And uh, yeah, so you can see me be gay and loud and talking about Smash Brothers <laughs> and, uh, and throwing in, and, and what I like to do, because a lot of people don't, don't catch them, is I'll throw in like, I'll, I'll be able to th- like work in like song lyrics into like my commentary about about games or like throw in like RuPaul's Drag Race like references into it. But <laughs> since it's predominantly like a bunch of straight boys that are playing that game, like they don't get it. But then I'll occasionally get like a tweet or something from someone that was like, "I see you." I heard they're, they're <laughs> like, they're like I caught that Missy Elliott reference that you made during that set. I heard that. I caught it. So um, yeah, I, I just do a lot of stuff in games, and I like to talk a lot about games. So. I felt like doing like commentary for Smash Brothers like on Twitch would have was a really good outlet for me and then now doing this with you is even is an even better one. So yeah, um I guess that's pretty much me in cool. a nutshell. Yeah. 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 Um I'm I'm in Atlanta right now, Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um which is, you know, it's a place um that people <laughs> <laughs> Yep, uh, no, honestly, it's a pretty it's a pretty good city. If you're mm-hmm. going to be in the southeast, if you're going to be stuck in the southeast, uh, Atlanta's like probably the only place that you would really That's be. Really wanna, yeah. um, so sorry to any other southeast listeners in other cities, but get good. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I do. Um, uh, I have a normal like boring day job that's it stuff but um what i mainly do like outside of that is uh, I'm, a, I'm a performer here i do improv comedy at a local theater called dad's garage which we're we're pretty we have a decent rep nationally um i've gotten to work with uh i've got to work with tim meadows colin mockery um uh, a bunch of other like comedy people that i've gotten to do shows and stuff with um so that's what i do i do that um I do some writing. I'm trying to work on a pitch right now uh, to send to a uh, unnamed comic company. Uh, I just got to get on top of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I do some voice acting. Um, right now, it's mainly for commercial and radio. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping to jump into um, uh, animation and video games at some point. Um, awesome. Yeah. Basically, I've been like, yo, if people have an indie game or <laughs> something they're making and they need a voice stuff for, let yeah. me know. Right. Because uh, that's that's definitely like I don't know. Uh, Voicing a character to me is way more interesting than being like, uh, you know, a Starbucks Frappuccino Happy Hour is back. Like that's not, like, <laughs> ooh, that's, which that's, is that sounded is, that sounded really good by the way. I was like, ooh, I want a Frappuccino now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, now you're that's the whole point. Yeah, if you're if you're in the Tampa uh, like radio market right now, you you might hear me on the radio soon. I got a, a commercial going on right there right now. So, um, but uh, but yeah, that's um, that's sort of what I've I've been doing, and I love video games, and and me and DJ obviously uh hit it off chatting so i thought yeah. this would be fun i also thought that we would have like in doing this um i listen to a lot of gaming podcasts like rebel fm is one of my favorite ones um mm-hmm. and it's a couple different guys arthur geese from uh, polygon um anthony gallegos uh, who's working on a uh, marvel heroes the kind of diablo-esque online game they have mm-hmm. uh, a couple other guys um too and uh as many gaming podcasts as i listen to and i like um what i thought was missing is I mean, and this is like no shade to any of those people, um, but there's not a lot of uh, diversity in yep. them. Yep. Um, there's a couple podcasts out there that certainly have it. I think um, Match Three is a newer one that has some of it. Mm-hmm. I know Brianna Wu, I think, is doing right now that is is a little bit more diverse, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, like, yeah, like you know, me as like a bisexual Latino guy, a DJ as a gay black guy, and you know, ideally, I would love for us to get like a female voice in on this at some point oh, too. Absolutely, I would love that. 
because I think that's important to have that represented. Yes. Yes. Um, I was like, it would be, I would love to have like, and like, I, I like the idea of this, like, I don't want this podcast to ever be like preachy about like things, yeah, same. but I definitely want us to like be able to talk about that stuff and yeah. also uh, be able to like notice those things. Um, yeah. Cause I think if you're not, if you're not in those minorities, you kind of just don't see it. Right. And it's not like you actively being a shitty person about it. You just don't see it. Yeah. Cause you don't have the, it doesn't happen to you all the time. Yeah, it's, so it's you not, sensitive to it. Yeah. It's, it's not part of your experience. So it's like, it's you, unless you are specifically out there looking for it, Mm-hmm. Um, looking for those things that are happening to people that are outside of your race, then yeah, you would notice it. But otherwise, like it's it's no fault on you. Like you're just mm-hmm. you're just not privy to that because you're not of that minority. So it, it happens. Exactly, and, and that's what I'm hoping. Like I, I would love for this podcast to be something that you know, if you are if you are someone of like uh, alternative sexuality or mm-hmm. uh, a different ethnicity, or yeah. like you know, if you are just like a straight up like vanilla white person that is you know what i think that a lot of the gaming community um is and has been for a long time i want you to also like enjoy this podcast and then also yeah. maybe on occasion be like oh that's a point i never thought about right um you know that's i think that's like that's my goal is and, and, and like for everyone to have fun and have a good yeah. time have lively discussion in it absolutely like i'm like you you've pretty much echoed everything that i've ever thought about with wanting to produce content for around around the games industry and involving people of color and lgbt people and all that stuff so it's that's exactly what the the objective is of this um (laughs) and we and i'm opening this to you to people that are potentially listening to this um please 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 if you have questions comments remarks things you want to hear us talk about that we might not, not not be thinking about after we've heard a couple of shows like feel free to email us or tweet at us um I'll, I'm going to put up the website soon. I'm going to jazz that up, and it's going to be real cute. It's going to have pictures of me and Ruben being dorks and everything, so it's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, email us at, uh, at the joystick jockeys, all, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, I have the email on my phone, so I will get all notifications from, from you guys that want to send stuff in. Or you can tweet at us. Um, you can tweet at, at joystick jockeys on Twitter, or you can um, tweet at Ruben and I directly, which my Twitter handle is at OheyDJ, all one word. Um, and then yours is? Uh, at Rubots, that's R-O-O-B-O-T-S. Yes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. please engage with us, follow us, whatever you want to do. Like, give us ideas. And if you are potentially interested in being a guest on the show, we would love to have that. We can organize that up and we'll schedule a time. Um, but in terms of what you can expect going forward, um, I think just for the ease of both of us having having crazy lives and living on opposite coast. Um, the podcast is going to be bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. So um, you can look forward to that like every other week. Um, and you can hear me and Ruben talk about games and all that good stuff. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of the idea of the format and kind of what our, our mission and our goal is for doing this together. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really excited about this. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm like I'm like flailing in my apartment right now. I'm like I'm so happy. This is awesome. <laughs> Doing that like Kermit, like Muppet, like flail, exactly. hands up. <laughs> exactly. That's that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's an amazing opportunity to be able to do this. Um, but yeah, I mean, we are at around 45 minutes. But um, we yeah, I mean, we can still talk about some more stuff if there's anything. On yeah, for mind. sure. Yeah, we still um, have plenty I'm... of time. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've been playing. Um, I've been so bad about finishing games lately, and I don't know why. If it's like I'm busier as an adult now, like with more stuff on my plate. Yeah. Um, 
but like just like yeah, just a lot of games that I've been wanting to um like I, I went I went to go play Shadows of Mordor, which mechanically that game's great. Like yeah. uh, I think the Nemesis system is fucking genius. Like what a what a cool idea that like everything that you do with these sort of bosses and many bosses is going to affect other bosses and cause them to grow stronger and like so cool. Yeah. Um but that game was boring as shit. <laughs> like I couldn't get through it. I honestly like I got through part of it and it's uh it's not giving besides the nemesis system, which is really cool, gameplay wise, I wasn't getting a whole lot different from say an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um and I've had a big pet peeve lately of like I feel like every game, and maybe I'm just more sensitive to it now, but I feel like every game I play now is like, it's a dude who's really angry about something, whether yep. it's like his like wife or girlfriend. It's just like a woman getting killed mm-hmm. um, or it's just something. And he's not like, they're not likable. Right. Like maybe if I was like 12 and I was like, oh man, like really, uh, really silent, angry badasses are so cool. They're such cool antiheroes. Like I remember liking that shit when I was a kid. Right. Um, but as I've gotten older, like when your protagonist, or like I guess because it's every protagonist these days, yep. when that's what it is, um, it turns me off like immediately, yeah. like so fast. And it's not even about like it being a dude versus you know uh, a woman or someone of a different ethnicity. I think that'd be an interesting tilt on it for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But like even if it was just like a normal dude who is just like uh, personable and likable and interesting, I would have more fun playing it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and to your point, um. I was playing Sunset Overdrive for a while, for a while which mm-hmm. mechanically is a really it's a solid game. It's a fun game. Um it kind of gives me the these like these feels of a uh, Jet Grind Radio for the fact that you're like grinding all over the all over the world and mm-hmm. bouncing around and it's all about maintaining momentum and being fast and being stylish and cool. Um but beyond um and it had a bit of a ratchet and clank mechanic too like as you use your weapons the weapons upgrade and they can do bigger and better things and all that stuff. But I don't think it was enough of any of those kind of like reference points for it to really be this like really, 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 really perfect package. I think that game was like a solid B. Um, But I ended up losing interest because again, it's kind of like that Assassin's Creed-y kind of format to where it's like, oh, well, here's your main objective. But then like, oh, you've got to do all these other side quests before you like progress through the game, but you can kind of do it at your own pace, which is completely fine. And there's nothing wrong with that format. But I end up finding myself losing steam with those formats. Um, and I feel like there's... I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and I was saying that there is still room in the gaming industry for games that have a more linear progression. Like, I like being led through a narrative. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's just me being a spoiled brat. Like, eh, tell me a story. But, like, <laughs> I, I like kind of being led through... Um, through a narrative that's kind of like it's essentially scripted but then you still have these opportunities to kind of like go off and do other things but like you're still kind of going forward on this main main objective which I think you can still achieve in those games like that if you just mainline the story and don't do any of the side quests but I don't know I find myself getting so overwhelmed by the sheer vast amount of things that you have the option of doing in these like open world kind of games as opposed mm-hmm. to like something kind of like back in the PS2 era or, PS- or early PS3 era, like when you're playing a game like Devil May Cry, where you're kind of like going through this narrative where you can kind of explore these different, these different areas, but you're like, this is your path and this is where you're going. You're, you, this is your missions objective is to do this, but you can kind of like look around and like slash open boxes and get extra items or like 
find like little Easter eggs and all that stuff. Like, it's weird. Like, I I just I find myself getting so distracted by like no, doing, I mean doing like stupid little side quests. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird. Ba- it's a weird balance. So I try to find that. Well, like so, with Sunset Overdrive, it was. It, I found it. I'm not a big fan of. I don't think every game needs to be open world, and that seems to be mm-hmm. happening a lot more. Right. And Sunset Overdrive did that thing where it was like, cool. You're going to be sort of like playing a lot in this area of the game, so you have your point of contact, who gives you your mission yeah. that you have to go to, like back to every time you want a new thing to do. Um, and like, even though uh, mobility and travel in that game is really, really fun, like yeah. they obviously went through great lengths to make it really fun. Yeah. Um, that still like. That that I don't know. It, there was just something about it that kind of bored me. Um, yeah. And it, it did have that thing where it's like, here's a billion things that you can do. Like Watch Dogs had that problem where yeah. it was like, here's a billion things for you to do at all times. Um, on like the flip side, I just recently beat um, Arkham City. Yeah. Um, or no, Arkham Knight. Sorry, I just beat Arkham Knight, the new one. And that's that to me is that game's not perfect by any means like polygon gave it a 10 which i don't I, that game's like an 8.5 maybe a 9 to me mm-hmm. um but like that game had side stories that you could do that weren't essential yeah. but they all had pretty str- even like uh well some of them like the mines there's a side mission thing that's all like mines um mm-hmm. some of them had really strong narrative ties so it was their own stories that you could choose to like do to enrich the main story or not yeah um and some of them didn't um, but in general, like almost all of them had like, there was at least a narrative structure for why this thing is happening mm-hmm. and why you're doing this thing. Even if you're doing the same task over and over again, yeah. um, there was a reason that like had a little bit more than just like the bad guys doing this, stop them. Um, it would tie into like one of the greater Batman villains or something and it wouldn't open it up for you to do all of them all at once, which I loved. Like, yeah. I love that it was like, you could do a couple of them. And then the game would lock it up until you furthered the mainline story some. Yeah. Because then at no point did I feel overwhelmed by like, well, before I do the main story, I got to like, I got 100% all these other pieces. Yeah. Um, I would go and do them or do the ones that interested me. And then I would go back to the mainline. And then sometimes I'd want to do more of that side story one because it was fun. Uh, and the game would be like, nope, you got to do some of the main story until you hit that point. Um, and I thought that was really, really smart. Uh, yeah. Like really, really good design. Uh, unfortunately, I thought Batman was kind of boring in this game. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I've I've heard I've heard like mixed things about about that game. I I just I want to play it because I'm like I do like Batman, like, but I'm like I've played the previous other like Arkham games before and I've played them for a little bit and I'm like oh well this is fun, and then I just kind of like meh I don't go play this anime game now or something like that. I don't I, I, I don't. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I genuinely tried, but then I'm like, but Mario Kart, or like, but, but, but this, <laughs> and then it's loose steam. But um, but yeah, like if I can like game fly that or something, mm-hmm. or if I can get it like used and on sale or something, then I'll probably look into it. But but yeah, I've heard mixed reviews about it. If you, I mean, I really really liked um. Asylum and City. I didn't play Origins because I heard it was a hot mess. Um, <laughs> though I've heard that from other people that it's not as hot a mess as people said, so I might go back and play it. Um, yeah. Rock City didn't develop that one. They had another another uh, team do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, what can I say about Night is that the story is really good. The writing's not fantastic in a lot of points. Um, I think the the idea of the story, without giving away spoilers, is is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the most mechanically like sound of all the Batman games. Okay. Um, a lot of people didn't like the Batmobile 
um, combat. I loved it. I thought it was great. But that just might be like my twisted metal roots, like oh, being metal. like, oh yeah, like the Batmobile controls really well, and I think using it to blow shit up is really fun. Nice. Um, and it adds a different dimension to gameplay that wasn't there previously. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. It's also a gorgeous game. Yeah. Um, there's a billion problems with characters in it, and I mean, for sure, like its treatment of female characters is like pretty tone deaf most of the time. Yeah. Um, to say the least. Uh, but as a game, like mechanically and fun factor wise, it's really, really solid. Nice. Yeah. So I'll definitely have to. Yeah. That's that's what I've heard pretty much. It's like the gameplay is solid. It's super, super solid. I mean, and essentially, a game is supposed to be fun. And if and if and if it is in fact fun, I definitely want to at least give it a shot and play around with it. But I I will uh, I will look into it. I want to want to give that give that a Arkham 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 thing Arkham City Arkham Knight <laughs> Arkham Knight Knight Arkham Knight yeah. yeah Knight Knight There we go. Um, give that give that one a shot. If you know the comics at all, the big like twist in it is like you're gonna see from a mile away. Yeah. Like it's the most obvious twist in the world if you know anything about Batman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Batman, he's a bigger dick in this one than usual, which is what the, that's the main thing I didn't enjoy was that like he's just like Alfred, do this thing, and that was like there's no like thank you, there's no he's just very curt and shitty all the time. Yeah. I think the first person he says thank you to in the entire game is a villain, like legit. Like, the first time he says anything nice to anyone, he says it to a villain. And I was like, okay, Batman, that's weird. Yeah, that's a little odd. <laughs> yeah. Family's really important to you, but all right. All right well, whatever. Sure, whatever, Batman. That's cool. <laughs> all righty. But, uh, yeah, we are getting close to an hour, which I think this is the perfect time to kind of wrap everything up. But, again, thank you guys so much for, for listening in and checking out the first episode of Joystick Jockeys. The There's Maiden a, Voyage. The Maiden Voyage mm. of Joystick Jockeys. There's so much more <laughs> awesomeness to come. Um, There's so many more things that we want to discuss, and there's so many topics that we have for full-on shows that we can do in the future based upon this this uh, Maiden Voyage of the first episode. So be on the lookout for all those things. Please give us your suggestions of, of content you want to hear us talk about. If you want to be on an episode like let me know let ruben know we'll we'll make we'll make that happen we'll schedule it up we'll put it on a on a google calendar or or something we'll work it out mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um yes uh thank you so much um you guys are amazing um this is dj signing off and ruben <laughs> oh were you waiting for me to say no, i was waiting for you to say like i was waiting for you to say like bye or whatever oh yeah this is awesome <laughs> this is also me signing off guys <laughs> We'll, well, we're gonna we're gonna workshop that. We're gonna work workshop that. It'll it'll uh we'll it'll come to us. Synchronized intro and outro. Yes, we'll we'll work on it. It'll the it'll happen in time. Dance. Yes, we'll do the fusion dance. Um, <laughs> yeah, and maybe a gem fusion, something. Oh my, oh my god, Steven Universe. I know. That's another episode. Another though. another episode. Another episode. Um, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Yeah.